John, I just spilled some beer on myself. What better way to start off this <laughs> series? There's <laughs> no better way. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining me. This is the inaugural uh, edition of Brews and BizDev. Quick shout out to 26 Shirts, wrapping my superhero uh, healthcare worker shirt there. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, community and things that I found useful that helped me with my mindset and, and you know, going through this 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 roller coaster of life. There's a hundred other people who are saying what I'm saying. They're saying some different version of it. But if I'm the one who's president, I'm the one who's been helping and I'm the one who's been in the community and in the things and all this, you know, like that's probably going to be who you're going to go with, right? The visibility, credibility, familiarity, and actually liking and trusting, which, you know, for some of us, some of us are harder to like than others at different times. I think it's just, you know, not letting your ego get in the way. And a lot of it is analytical and numbers driven and you could be the greatest salesman and the greatest pitch man and think you have the best ideas, but if they, if they don't work, you've got you've to be humble enough to just accept it. That door gets open because of building relationships and most relationships are built on communication and trust and, and shared values. And I think that's, that's what has to come across authentically. And if you can't figure out what that is or what that looks like, you need to do some self-reflection on what your values are, right? If you're so used to sort of cookie cutter, cold, you know, put out a hundred sales leads a day and maybe I convert 10 and that's the only formula you're operating by, you know, it's time to tear that book up and throw it out the window. The heart of everything that I do is, is establishing relationships between people who are going to either continue to do business or have new business together. So you have to put a lot of care into it. I think me kind of, Having the background that I have in the company, um, the care for like our brand, as well as being a mom, you know, all of those things kind of help me be able to get my arms around taking good care of group and making sure that we're continuing to put things into our group that will help the success of our businesses. Honestly, after about a year of just saying, you know, hey, how's it going? Called me a few weeks ago and says, hey, can we get a proposal? You know, that that happens. But you need to be somebody who you can approach and say, I'm ready. I, I don't need you to sell me anything. I need you. I'm ready to buy something and let's make it work. But that yep. would never happen if it was just a cold call. It wouldn't happen. All of, and people don't always let you know, as we know, everyone in marketing wants to know, how did you hear about us? Is the question. I hate that question. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about us? The people that actually track answers to that, we found like when you do have credible data to check that against, it doesn't usually match very well. You know, I'd rather have someone ask the question, what do you know about us? Because then, then actually you might be feeding back some information that would help me understand what my reputation or perception is in the public mm. as an individual or as a brand. Um, but also they might be saying the types of things that, that, we're talking about right maybe it's language we're using in the things we're doing or the advertising we're creating no i think that's a better um a better test honestly we're in fucking buffalo there's the number is not that large like you can't turn through the whole community and then think where else you're gonna go the most amazing part and here's the the other hook to think about is that a lot of the time people read those custom emails that you write and they think like oh yeah, actually, I want to hear about this. And then you know what happens? One of their idiot friends texts them, an email from a boss comes in, client, whatever, and they've completely forgotten about you. So the hook is in two, max three days, just follow up and be like, hey, Paul, did you read this email? Kindly. And you, because it takes you two seconds to see my name, remember the subject line, be like, shit, that's right. I wanted to email you back. 
will email me back. So that's my tip for you. You want to consciously like grow because we've never consciously grown at any point in our, you know, we've just did our job and it happened. Like we didn't, um, we never started saying what we want to do a million, two million, three million. It was nothing. It just, we just did it. Lately, I've really been digging this Tazo tea anchor. <laughs> people will tell you all day long, man, if you build that, I would definitely buy it. And then after you build it, you find a lot of people that go, I don't know. And you know, so <laughs> right. when it's how do I think about it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so they went from getting like three or five grand out of me to probably getting like less than a thousand dollars out of me. <laughs> right. And it was, yeah. and it was all because he didn't listen. You know, and he didn't ask and he didn't, he didn't probe. He didn't find out what my budget, you know, was. I mean, because obviously like all pricing is just like ephemeral, right? For the most part, like sometimes you have a little bit of handcuffing, but I mean, the thing that he was quoting was like yeah. totally just the back of the napkin. Like, oh, what can we get people to pay? Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the services world, the pricing has a lot of latitude. And, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> but so anyways, if he had wow. just, ha if he just actively listened and heard what my problems were and what I was trying to solve, and come up with a solution, we, we, he would have made more money. I guess, Paul, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. What kind of name would you have given Corona during this COVID-19? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the the best play to go there off the top of my head is to actually leave it blank. Oh, I love that. Like this label just says extra. Like we, we've that. eliminated Corona, right? Oh like, my goodness, that's, that's awesome. If I'm targeting a company right now and their buyers are restaurants, that probably is not a smart idea. I probably need to like adjust my messaging. So I need to look at industries that are surging or doing really well. So that will in return get me more meetings because those people are looking to buy and invest to make right. sure that they're, and essentially their buyers are buying from them. So that means they'll buy from you. Quite frankly, that's what makes, you know, jobs and life miserable sometimes when you're trying to fit yourself or fit your business into an area that just doesn't make sense. You just, it's frustrating. You bang your head against the wall and you know, you have unhappy customers and nobody wants that. And you know, so I think it is so important, but it can be the hardest thing to do. The ultimate objective, if you look at Chipotle, if you look at any successful brand, you look at salesforce.com, if you look at Apple, I mean, you look at any successful brand, they have raving fans, like you mentioned, Paul, right? They have raving fans, which leads to a viral coefficient, a viral coefficient that leads to your customers doing your selling, your customers convincing other people, so on and so forth. You have to ask yourself, what is your viral coefficient? First of all, be before we get into that, I, I want to say something that most markers don't, I don't know if they agree with me or not, but I, I believe that brand is primarily not built by marketing. I think marketing plays a role. If it's done really well, it maybe adds to brand. Uh, mm -hmm. At the very least, it doesn't take away from brand. And when mm -hmm. it's done poorly, it degrades the brand. There are things maybe in the dress code or there are things, not, not Ingram's per se, but in general, everyone's dress code. There are things that historically have been in there that might actually have bias baked in. There are things in hiring practices that have bias baked in, right? And so we're just going to try to strip some of that away to make it a more equitable workplace as mm -hmm. opposed to um, 
putting on a demonstration or something. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're coming out yeah. guns blazing. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Again, right. I appreciate it. it fits my style pretty well. <clears throat> and, and that's always been a quandary, right? I mean, even if you take away the, you know, why, whether it's a people of color conversation or a queer conversation mm-hmm. or whatever, just a being different than yeah. the norm conversation, like the impacts are the same, not, they're not equally distributed, the impacts, right? My version of being different still carries a lot of privilege with it that other people can't get away with. And that's for some of us, that's the extra reason to be a little more in your face with it because like I can do this and other people can't. Um, And then there's a point at which you have to balance it with financial business concerns because that's technically what's running the show. Great minds think alike, right? Great minds think alike, but fools seldom differ mm-hmm. like there's a second part to that rhyme or whatever you want to call it and and it's true right like it's like if if we all just sit around and agree we're never going to grow yep and that's like is that what you're trying to do with your company is grow your company it's just funny how anti-sales i am and how pro biz dev I am, but you know, we're always selling no matter what. And, and that's something I've really learned recently. Like I'm selling the fact that, uh, you know, Hey, honey, like maybe we should get this car instead. It's a little bit more room. We have two kids now, like I'm selling yeah. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but biz dev has many, many forms and I just don't think it needs to be as scripted or as structured as people think it can be, mm-hmm. it can be very casual and it can be very lucrative if you do it right. Medium sized businesses that don't fucking know their audience. Like, honestly, the amount of business I go into, who's your audience? Everyone. Fuck off. Everyone. Everyone. Fucking like, yeah. Is everyone buying your products, Ali? No, they're not you idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just full of fucking stupid. That's just lazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, find, know your audience. The better you know your audience, right? Honestly, the, the one thing I find that's cons- why, why most copywriters are consistently fucking shy is because you don't take the time to get to know the people they're writing for. It's not about you. It's not about whether you fucking like something. Even if you're selling a product, it's not about whether you like the product. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. It's about do you understand them well enough that you're providing them with something or speaking in a way uh, that they understand or providing them with something that they actually want. There's some situations where it's not a fit. And if you always have that give first, help first mentality with literally zero in expectation, when, at times come, when the time comes and you need help, they're going to give you the answers. People are going to give you the time of day. They're going to pick up the phone. They're going to talk to you freely like a friend. They're going to tell you about their problems. And then all you have to do is listen. Salespeople are no longer greasy 60-year-old like weirdos smoking chain smoking cigs. They're like 25-year-old people going to Coachella and wearing culturally appropriating costumes, blacking out, and then showing up and closing million-dollar deals with yeah. CEO of AT&T. Chain like, vaping, yeah chain vaping and their jewels and their, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's a slight, is it an evolution? I don't know. It's a chain. I, I think well, I'll, well, I'll finish with, so we have an ethos we use here, which I think holds true, um, which is we say automate processes, but never relationships. Mm. That's what this is all about. So as a human, automate all the shit that doesn't need a human to get it working so that you can invest in the things only a human can do, which can guarantee is building relationships with your customers. Awesome. You know, if we can all, remember that we're humans at the end of the day. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think it, um, you know, and that, uh, you know, when you are, you know, complaining about a service or a product, you know, that there are real people trying hard behind the scenes. Uh, and, and I think that's just an important thing, you know, or, or message that, you know, I think 
would help us all in, in our marketing efforts and our sales efforts is, you know, that, that we are connecting to brands and behind those brands are our people. And um, uh, um, anyways, um, kind of a, a sideways thought there, but. Not yeah, no, I like it. Please bring humanity back. 